The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, I'm joined by, well, my cat, Annie, but (laughs) we're joined by Christine Fitzgerald to radiate pure joy with a little wine. Christine is the creator of Smart Vine Wine, which is actually healthy wine. Who knew? Welcome, Christine. It's so good to see you. Hi, Christy. It's awesome to see you too. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Great. Oh my gosh. So I'm I'm here and I've got a sample of your white and it is lovely. I you you were so gracious to send me samples of um the well, you've got three varietals, don't you? Why don't you tell mm-hmm. me about your varietals? Sure, let's start there. So we have a rose and we have a Malbec and we have a Sauvignon Blanc. We basically just harvest and give to people what the great God gives us. We don't do any kind of chemical manipulation. It's just whatever is the most bountiful and harvest. That's what we pick. And then we make sure that everything is as healthy as can be with our lab testing. So you have a Sauvignon Blanc for your weight. Um, and then the Rosé, I said it's Rosé, but it's a Grenache Malbec Splash. So it's a beautiful blend. And I really like the Sauvignon Blanc. It's very light, very light, refreshing, and easy to drink. Yeah, it's very light. It's only, as I was saying, we're recording this on, what is it, January 15th. It's only one o'clock. So this is just a taste, but it is really good. I just opened it and, oh, it's nice. What mm-hmm. wine is my jam? If I'm going to drink wine, mm-hmm. it's going to be white. And uh, that is really nice. You know what? I liked the, um, what did you call it? It's not a rosé. You said it was a... Well, the rosé that we have is a mix of Grenache and a splash of Malbec. Oh. And it's a beautiful, beautiful blend. It's one of the best tasting rosés. I'm a little biased. <laughs> but we make sure our rosé and all of our wines are really healthy. 
And it's amazing that even some of the organic wines just don't taste as good to me. But for me, I like things that feel light and airy in my body. So I don't feel bogged down. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm guilty. I gotta go work this off. My body doesn't feel good. I really want to feel better after I drink something like that. Right. So, okay. So healthy wine, that's, that's just, well, first of all, it's brilliant. Second of all, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then I guess third of all, third of all, I mean, like who knew that it could actually be healthy, but your Mm -hmm. wine is. Right. Yeah. And there's a big story behind that. Basically wine has been healthy and good for us for thousands of years. I mean, there's even talk about it in the Bible, you know, the first thing planted was, you know, grapevines. Right? <laughs> it's been around for a couple, you know, days at least. <laughs> but what's changed is a couple things. One is that wine used to be just grapes. You know, we think that wine is just grapes now, but it's not. There's a lot more processing and additives that go into the wine. And back In the old days, they basically had wine as a support for health. So they would add herbs to it, like cinnamon and cardamom, all these different herbs for digestion and well-being. So it was, again, more almost like an herbal concoction tea, but wine um, at that time. And it was also cleaner than water. So now we have wine that we kind of let go of all the you know, the good stuff, the additives as far as the cinnamon, et cetera. And we kind of have a vermouth type thing to replace it. So we came just grapes and then vermouth. Well, I said, well, we need to go back to that old tradition. Right. So what we did was we took wine and we added herbs back into it that you can't even taste, as you can tell, right? You can't tell they're in there. Can't, you can't tell. For the health benefit. We're just, it's just old tradition with a modern twist. It's very exciting. And as the wine industry has grown up, they've added more and more things like dyes and uh, colors and sawdust and um, what? yeah, all these things. And I can touch on those to enhance taste and flavor profile, basically is what they call it. Um, the look of it on the supermarket shelf, how it you know pops in color and adding a lot of sugar so people kind of get more addicted to it, like the beverage industry. So mm-hmm. this is all yucky. My clients as a nutritionist of 20 years, I was like, no, this is yucky stuff. We can't do this. Right. So you come to this as with a nutrition background, as a nutritionist. And how long had you been doing that? Almost 23 years. Oh, wow. Wow. And so you decided to, you know, take this knowledge and then make something, you know, enjoyable out of it. Yeah. Where did the idea come from? You know, I knew you were going to lead into that. I am so excited to be talking with you because I know you'll understand that there's two different versions. There's a scientific version and there's a woo-woo version. <laughs> and the woo-woo version is something I really believe in. So I think it just depends on if people think it's woo-woo. But I'll start with more the scientific. So being a nutritionist for over 20 years, I tell you, I was training for the Olympics to be a gym. I was a gymnast training for the Olympics. And so for most of my life. So I took that no pain, no gain 
approach into my practice. And I said, okay, you're on this diet. It's black and white, no wine, no this, no that, no this, no that. You cannot get the results you want. And then over time, it wasn't working. You know, that's not life. People can't live that way every day. Right. Still drinking their wine and it was setting them back, you know, 12 steps with guilt and weight and inflammation. I mean, you name it. So I ended up creating this day after remedy and thinking, well, if they're going to drink their wine, might as well mitigate the effects of it. Sure. So I put this concoction that takes care of weight and bloating and headaches and hangover. And I gave it to them in a tincture bottle, just add to water and chase down after they drank wine. So the next morning they would wake up feeling pure joy. <laughs> Love it. Pure joy, yeah. right? Nice. And so when I created this wine, I was like, oh, well, I'll just put that in there. I mean, people feel like crap after. Why not add this in? So that's the kind of the scientific of being able to give my clients a social life as well as an active life and not feel bad about that and actually, you know, obtain their health goals with wine and again, with being able to be social. And then the other part is doing a cranial sacral appointment and literally getting the download to do this. And I'm not a wine drinker, which is a big confession. I mean, as a gymnast, you grow up and you can't put any any alcohol or anything bad in your body, right? It's just you're in training mode all the time, all the time. There's no, you can't slip. So it was very hardcore way of living. And so, um, the fascinating part of the story is that my grandfather worked for Gallo. And so I have kind of that wine in my, my family blood, but he was 37 when he died. He died at 37, still working for Gallo. And what's fascinating about the download that I got, it was when I was 37, I turned 37 just two days before this cranial sacral appointment. And so my woo-woo thinking is that it was to continue on this legacy of creating this healthy wine, you know, getting his epiphany at the same age that he died. Um, So there's this familial connection and cool obligation that I have felt to at least create it and put it out to the world, which has been a tremendous joy and success doing so. I, I can imagine that this yeah. um, that the, your sales would be really great with. The- mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people are still drinking, <laughs> and that's never stopped. But the other thing is that people are noticing that they have to homeschool their children right now. Right, right? They have to work. They have to stay sane. They have to remember to take a shower. <laughs> you know all these things. And I'm saying that because there's so many things on your plate and you don't have the, uh, well, you can't afford to not be well. You cannot afford to not be well. And people are drinking to cope and I get it, but there's a smarter way to do it to where you can keep going and feel good about yourself and still take care of your family. There's a big difference there. A huge difference. And so with the smart vine wine, um, you know, you, you said there's no hangover bloating. Mm-hmm. No like what else, what else can we expect with it? Well, one bottle of wine in on the store shelf contains about 72 chemicals. 
So think about, and we contain zero. We have 0% chemicals in our wine, including we're certified glyphosate free. We're the only wine in the world to have that certification. So very, very um, kind of sticklers for our transparency and integrity of having a chemical free wine. And every time people ingest chemicals, your body creates fat cells because it's just trying to protect the organs. So people are like, oh, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. Well, why did the scale go up the next day? Why am I retaining water? Why am I a pound up? Why am I bloated? Well, you're constantly, again, creating fat cells every time you drink a glass of wine without even realizing it. So one of the benefits of ours is having no chemicals is that those fat cells don't get created. So that's a win-win, right? Right. Water retention from trying to dilute the toxins. You don't have the extra creation of fat cells. So the skill does not move the next morning. That's absolutely huge. Just from a clinical scientific nutrition brain way. (laughs) That's one part. And then just lightly touching on the ingredients. For example, chicory root in there is, these are all organic, by the way, is a prebiotic. So it feeds all the good bacteria in your gut. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, the good bacteria is great for our immune system and for absorbing food and helping us digest and keeping our belly nice and flat and sexy. And when we start to deplete those from chemicals, from antibiotics, from, you know, GMO foods, then our stomach just tends to protrude. We get more and more bloated. We're not absorbing our foods. Um, we gain weight from that. And alcohol is the number one depleter of good bacteria. So just having a glass of wine at night, you're depleting your immune system. You're increasing your belly fat, all these things where chicory root actually gives you those good bacteria bugs back. So you're drinking it, but we're giving them back to you so that you don't get that bloating and belly bulge and you can still keep your immune system healthy. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, so I know that there, you know, scientists, scientists will come up with different health benefits for different things. And I know that, um, like red wine has some health benefits for the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find that's true or not true? Ah, I love these questions. (laughs) Are you ready for this? (laughs) I would love to. Yes, I'm ready. You just, you ask great questions. I love it. So the antioxidant that's good for the heart and the brain is resveratrol. So the doctor says, you know, drink a glass, you know, at night of red wine and you'll get the resveratrol benefits. Well, the reality is, which will kind of bust some people's bubbles, is that you have to drink a thousand gallons or 30 bottles, 30 bottles of wine in one sitting in one sitting, in order to get the nutritional benefit that you would need from one glass of red wine. But Smart Vine to the rescue, we add organic muscadine grape skin, and that increases the resveratrol content by 30%. So, but per lab test. So every time you drink a glass of wine, you're actually getting the therapeutic dose of resveratrol instead of having to drink uh, 30 bottles or, you know, it's amazing marketing it's marketing oh it is marketing isn't it because all of a sudden people who don't really drink wine i'm having a glass of medicinal red wine for my heart for the antioxidants but if you drink 30 bottles of wine you'd be dead 
Well, yeah, and all the sugar. Think of one bottle of wine contains about 130 grams of sugar. 130 grams of sugar in one bottle of wine. So, of course, it's going to cause health problems very quickly. We we only have one gram in the whole entire bottle. So that means every glass you drink, there's basically no sugar. Um, but think of 130 grams of sugar and 72 chemicals that you're downing in every bottle of wine that you're drinking. Wow. Some kind of benefit on your health and quickly especially when we're trying to keep our immune systems as healthy as possible in times like these and in general, but, you know, we're more hyper-focused on how to be well in these times, which I think is important. So consumers are getting really smart, even smarter, looking at labels, asking questions, and that's great. Yeah. But that's a fun fact for you. (laughs) It's a fun fact. It's a fun fact for you. Right. So, (laughs) <laughs> that is that is wonderful. And then so like with no sugar, I can imagine that this smart vine wine is good for kilo or keto diets, paleo diets. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, as a nutritionist, I've worked with so many different backgrounds. Vegan, we're certified vegan. Um, vegan, keto, paleo. I mean, even if you're just going low carb. So our Wine only has two carbs per five ounce glass. That's a really big glass of wine and only two carbs. We're actually under the Weight Watchers uh, wine. So we have a lot of Weight Watchers clients and we actually have less points in our glass of wine than any other wine on the market. And we are still the same amount of alcohol, which is amazing. So people still feel really good, little calm buzz feeling, I guess is the right terminology. And I didn't skip on that, (laughs) but you still get the health benefits and you can, again, stick to your diet, you know, that is low sugar, low carb, um, all those different kind of buzzwords that you might be just learning more about and kind of jump on on the train for, you don't have to give up your wine when you're changing diets. It's fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. No, there's still calories in it. And there's, there's still calories and there's still a bit of alcohol in it too. Right. I didn't notice the, the red had, I couldn't drink very much of that because uh, I was starting to feel a little loopy. So yeah, it's a 13. It's a 13. Yeah. The red wine is a 13, which is a standard table wine. And then our white is 12 and a rosé is the lowest at 11. Mm. The rosé was so good. So, I mean, they're all delicious. Mm-hmm. Like choosing which child you like best. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. It's a good problem to have. I do want to touch on the red a little bit because what I noticed is that, I don't know if it's for you, maybe you can tell me, does red wine give you any kind of histamine reaction, like stuffy nose or hot flashes? Yes. Anything like that? What symptoms do you have from red? The, um, you know, the, the stuffy nose, you can feel it in the sinuses, the flushed feeling. Absolutely. So is that something yeah. that's natural in reds? It is. It's a great question and something I, I want to touch on because what we've been led to believe is that sulfites are what cause these reactions for us in the wine. And if you can eat potato chips, you can have wine. <laughs> so there are more sulfites in potato chips than there are in wine. And wine has naturally occurring sulfites. You can't remove them. But what's interesting is more and more companies are starting to add them to increase the shelf life. Oh. So if having a highly processed wine, you're going to feel the worst 
after drinking that, like a bad fruity drink at a bar, the more sulfites it has, yes, that will compound probably the other chemicals and everything else in there. But there's only 1% of the population that actually have a, has a sulfite reaction. 1% of the population, it's actually extremely, extremely rare to have a sulfite reaction. So in red wine, it's the skins are really high in histamines. And when you, how you get that beautiful colors, you have to soak the skins, right? And with the grape. And so the histamines are really, really high because that's, again, where they're the highest part of the grape. Right. And so you get an allergic response as if you're having an allergy attack. Why someone would take Allegra or Claritin to mitigate like a rash they would have, the, the stuffiness that you're explaining, the watery eyes, things like that. But what's phenomenal about our red is that all the four ingredients that we add, the turmeric, the lemon peel, the muscadine, and the chicory, all of those are antihistamines. So what you'll find is that when you drink that, it's like drinking your wine with an allergy pill. You will not get any kind of allergic response from drinking our red. And I have not heard of one person getting allergic response. I mean, I've been testing this before covid we were all over California, these national conventions. And I mean, women that had swore, mostly women swear for it because they get the hot flashes and they feel the worst. Um, not one reaction. And usually women in general get it within the first 15, 20 minutes of drinking the wine. Right. So even sooner, they're like, oh, here it comes. You know, red is red's not good. But now, zero, no symptoms from it. Oh, no, that's interesting. Now, was that something that yeah. you had set out to do or was it just kind of a happy accident? Happy accident. <laughs> it honestly was. The cool thing about what we've added is that they all, you know, think about any herb in general like turmeric. It has so many different health properties. It's good for blood sugar, for the heart, for the liver, for the brain. You know, it's just herbs are so powerful and they're magical and there's so many beautiful compounds to them that help us on a lot of levels. So they're multifaceted. I think that that's a beautiful thing. They're all, you know, in the research that I did before us even began, they're all antiviral. They're all antihistamines. You know, they carry a lot of the same benefits. They all protect the liver. They all help to excrete bad fat. They all help to strengthen the heart and the brain. So it's a powerful blend that you're getting in your wine or you may not get it anywhere else. Yeah. It's amazing that these things don't lose their qualities mm -hmm. when with the processing, right? Because I know these are, the wines are minimal, minimally processed, but they still have to be processed in order mm -hmm. to make wine. And it's amazing that like the turmeric and the chicory and everything don't lose their vitality, don't lose their efficacy mm -hmm during the process. So well, that's a great thing that you brought up there. So the, first of all, it's a liquid extraction. So they're all organic, certified organic um, nutrients, I guess you can say, because they're not all herbs and they come as liquid extractions. So the cool thing about that is that they are stable in an alcohol for many, many years. You know, when you go to the store and you may get a sleep formula and it has a little bit of alcohol or people make their own herbal concoction. They add some vodka in it because that's what helps drive the herb into the cell, but also, you know, the stability of it as well. Lots of other reasons, but, 
And then what's great is that what I learned from the winemaker, which I didn't know because I'm not a winemaker. <laughs> I'm learning I'm a nutritionist. Um, he was very careful to let me know that wine is alive. It is an alive thing. It is not something that gets damaged or denatured in the process of how they make the wine. Some wineries, it is. Like when they add the sugar and the chemicals, that takes the life force, right? If you want to talk about that, it kills it, right? Why you're just dumping chemicals on the plant outside. Of course, how's that going to survive? It's no longer alive. You're stripping that from it. So when you go through a wine process that's literally organic and from the earth and, you know, hand-picked grapes and everything's so careful and you're using um, just what you get from the earth for filtration, you know, instead of animal products, it's, you're keeping the integrity and the energy structure of the wine alive as it should. So when you drink it, it's not like, uh, think about if you eat a Twinkie, it's like dead food. There's no nutritional value in that. But when you eat a crispy apple from the farmer's market, it's alive. It's alive with vitamins and nutrients that are going to make you feel great. And you just, you can feel it. You feel different when you eat an apple versus a Twinkie, right? Same thing, the crap wine versus a good wine. You feel really good and almost better as you should after drinking a healthy wine versus something that's, you know, again, had chemicals and sugar added to it. So just a, a totally different uh processing as you you know can gather from the Twinkie versus the apple example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's an excellent example because you know we can even thinking of eating a Twinkie now, it's like, oh, it doesn't even it doesn't make my body feel good even thinking about it. Right. And that's an extreme example. But you know, we know cookies aren't good or cakes, you know, we could use any of those things. People are very logical. They know an apple is good and a Twinkie's bad. <laughs> Oh, it may taste good, but it's not so good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And then these, these wines that have all this extra sugar in it, I didn't realize they might not be sweet wines, but they have extra sugar in them, huh? Mm-hmm. I realize that. That is just our palate. You know, as Americans, we love things that are sweeter. We really do. And it keeps us hooked. And it just keeps us coming back for more and more. And we drink more and more, the sweeter it is, right? It's like we eat the whole bag of cookies. It just, we can't just have just one, you know, but for the wrong reasons. And, you know, with smart money, feel like you can drink a whole bottle, but actually feel really good. You want more because your body feels better from drinking it. I still wouldn't recommend drinking a whole bottle though. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I recommend you splitting a bottle. Split a bottle with somebody. Right. Exactly. And so you you know a lot about wine for somebody who doesn't drink it. How did you get up to speed with where you needed to be? Gosh, that's a great question. So I am just a go-getter. I get an idea or a thought. I mean, I just get a creative bone in my body and I figure it out. I, I do. But I was blessed on this wine journey. Again, I think it was the whole download that I got, I believe it was just, I didn't even question it. It's like, Hey, this is my path. I, I didn't say, Oh, I don't understand. I don't drink wine. I I don't know what to do. No, I didn't even, it's weird. You know, when you just get that clear, like, okay, no question. I'll just follow it. That's it. 
So when I got that, I started doing, I took my concoction and I just went and bought organic wine. I started putting my concoction in there in my kitchen and I'm like, well, I'm just going to make this work. And then I'll, I'll find a, you know, I'll call, start calling winemakers in California and just see if they'll do my idea. <laughs> I had all these thoughts, but I really wanted a female winemaker for some, for some reason I was resonating with, I would think that they would understand as a female driven brand is this possible to man, you know, our male driven industry, but that's what I want. So I, I kind of put it out there. And oddly, I went to a speaker conference in Santa Barbara and, you know, you're learning how to speak on stage. And so the director was pulling each of us up to just say a few words about kind of who we were in a certain stance and, you know, practice speaking. And one woman got up there and, um, she did her speech or whatever. He goes, Oh, what do you do? She goes, I'm a female winemaker. I was like, ah, I drove eight hours to this conference, you know, in Southern California and there she is. And I knew nothing about her except for she's a winemaker. So That's amazing. She was up on the stage, just talking to other people and we were all done. I ran up there. I was like, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. And uh, so she listened to me and, she said, you know, I'm not really doing wine anymore, but, you know, my husband and I own this winery and, you know, let's run it by him. And I, I like your idea because I stopped, you know, being part of the wine industry because of kind of the male-driven dominance and the way the wine industry was going. He's still doing it because it's his love, but I am doing business coaching for women. Anyways, she decided she loved my idea overall. And it was like a match made in heaven. We met her husband. He was head over heels for the idea where winemakers literally across California shut us down, got yelled at over the phone for ruining wine. And how could you expose us, you know? And there's a lot of cover up in the wine industry of what they're putting in the wine in the cellar. And they pay a lot of money to lobby to not put that on the label. It's really scary. So we got, I mean, because I would call like, you know, uh, wineries and say, you know, do you add glyphosate? Do you use Roundup? You know, because that was really important to me. Oh, and then you're going to go test for Roundup. And I call the lab company. Can you test for this? Well, you know, you're going to throw all these winemakers under the bus if we test this. And it was, it's this whole fight to keep this going, this kind of lie going in the industry. And I think it's with any industry. It's, it's really sad, but then you have these incredible, beautiful winemakers like Steve Clifton, who my winemaker is, who's just loves the earth and is one with the earth basically, does everything organically and handpicked. I mean, you just find the right people still doing it right and honoring the land. And that's who we run with. That's fantastic. So this winemaker that you found just by, oh my gosh, that's an amazing synchronicity. Um, I know. Goes, that's crazy. So, so they, they don't grow the grapes. They So you have somebody else grow the grapes as well? We do. So what she helped me do is do a lot of the lab testing and find the different vineyards because they're so well connected because they have their own vineyards and have their own wine company, obviously. Right. So and embedded in you know the Santa Barbara County for a long, long time. And so we started just getting samples from all these different vineyards that she said were organic. But what was happening is that they were all coming up higher than normal levels of glyphosate. Like, this is interesting, even organic. 
So we just kept testing, 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 testing up and down California. And finally said, well, what about this one is just hidden and it's been there for like 30 years. And so, yes, we have an incredible vineyard that is sheltered from any kind of overspray or water runoff that all these other vineyards get with the chemicals, which keeps their vineyard glyphosate free, chemical free. They don't use any machinery. Um, they've been basically farming grapes like this, like the Europeans, very old school way of doing it and preserving the life. And then, yes, and the grapes are taken to the winery where they're crushed. And then that processing is, again, chemical-free, organic. There's nothing added in the cellar, as I was talking about, right? So they follow the same principles, which is just beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's just, I'm just, I'm just in awe, Christine. There's so much that goes into this. Amazing, and all it took was a dream or a download. Yeah, excuse me, and then going out and creating this, finding the resources, finding the labs, finding the vintner, finding the the growers, and everything. It just really came together for this. Now, you did mention European wines, and of course, I used to live in Europe, and so Mm. it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. And now I just wanted to send a shout out to some of our supporters, Julian, John, James, Marissa, Charlotte, Pauline, Becky, and Louise. Thank you all so much for keeping this podcast going. If you'd like to support this podcast too, please hit the like, follow, or subscribe button, or give us five stars or a positive review wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. You can also subscribe to Radiate You, our private Facebook group for bonus content, including classes and meditations. Another way to support our podcast is to go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast and click on the donate now button. However you support us, we greatly appreciate it. And thanks for listening. So in, in Europe, you know, it's, it's everywhere. There's the, you know, you see vineyards everywhere and then there's these small, uh, small winemakers, et cetera. But um, so the process, it sounds like it's very different in other countries. Well, how does it, how did it get to be where it is here in the United States? Do you think? It's uh, another great question. Um, you know, having been in the nutrition industry for over 20 years, I learned a lot. I learned about how, you know, European standards are very different and a heck of a lot better than American standards on everything from skincare as you know, all the way to the food and the processing of their grains, we, you know, and the, how they make even their sourdough. I mean, all these things are still the way they should be made and done and created in Europe. Mm -hmm. Don't know where that disconnect happened, but what I heard through the grapevine, I mean, over the years I've been in practice is that like, for example, Kraft, I'll use this example, Kraft macaroni, (laughs) Everyone loves macaroni and cheese. They've been around forever. So what's crazy to think about is that they have, not anymore because it was just banned not that long ago, but they have two different production lines. One production line goes to Europe. One production line goes to America. And the production line that goes to Europe has no artificial colors or flavors or any, any crap in it, preservatives. And then the production line that goes to America is all the crap, artificial colors, flavors, everything in there, which just finally got banned. They have to put real stuff in there or whatever. 
but it's cheaper. It's like, oh, well, we'll just give it to the Americans. They'll eat that. We'll give it to the Americans. They'll use that. It's like we, for, I mean, from skincare to food, it's incredible. And we do, we consume it. It's, we consume it without thinking. And then we go to Italy and we think, wow, we ate that pasta. We didn't have a side effect or we didn't have bloating. We didn't have a headache or, you know, how to eat all this yummy food in Europe. And I feel great. You know, there people know that they just don't understand why. And it's really sad, but we do get kind of the crap into the chain because we allow it. I think that's the biggest thing. You get what you allow. And we allow these companies to give us a cheaper product where they save money. I mean, they're saving, you know, a buck a box or whatever it is, making things with cheaper chemical filled products, which doesn't make sense. But um, it, it gets us hooked, you know, those chemicals just, you know, they get us hooked. And then it doesn't taste yeah. right without Yucky. it. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> well, then Americans want everything cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. If there's well, not too. Right. Just as from a consumer aspect, everybody wants things to be cheaper and quicker. And, right. And if you want something quicker, it has to be able to be microwavable. Right. And so I think a lot of these foods, you know, these handmade foods that you've been making for, you know, 20 hours or whatever, they're not microwavable. I mean, they don't go bad in the microwave. They're, not, they're supposed to be eaten fresh right there. We don't operate that way. We want it right now. We don't have 20 hours to make the bread or, you know, whatever it is to make it right for our systems to absorb it. Right. Absolutely. And and then before long, you know, I mean, it it affects the taste, it affects the quality and the consistency. And then that was, like you said, that becomes just what we accept. Right. And then anything else just doesn't look right, taste right, feel right. And Mm -hmm. um, then we think that there must be something wrong with it. But, you know, we really should demand better standards for our food, drink and beauty products and we have with labels you know just over the last few years there's been a big uprising I'm glad about that especially with the glyphosate information that came out you know when moms realized glyphosate and all their kids general mills you know cereal and they had no idea they're giving this to their kid every morning you know or in our milk supply it just um I think that really woke up a lot of people when you know it finally came out that that was cancer causing and that it was in a lot of our foods. And it it takes something like that, unfortunately, someone dying or taking it to court, you know, whatever it is to kind of put it in front of our face to get us to stop and say, wait a second, is this good? I guess not. I, now I know. And, you know, but there have been a lot of label fightings going on, which I absolutely love for transparency. And that's the the wine industry, we are the first wine to have a nutrition facts label on our bottle, which we're just coming out with because now we're allowed to. So we're ahead of the curve there. It's already in production to get the actual nutrition facts put on the label that tells you exactly how many calories, carbs, sugar, and added ingredients, anything that's in there, just like you would find on a box of whatever is going to be on the wine label for the first time. Right, because I noticed that that is not yeah. standard on wines. And I mean, labels are something that I do read on on food. But yeah, you're right. It's not on alcoholic beverages. It is if you've got grape juice. Right, right. 
And beer is starting to do that. You know, I saw that, I think it was a couple years ago, Budweiser, I think that's the brand. Yeah. Um, started putting nutrition fact labels on their cases, which was a brand new thing. So I think the industry is moving in the right direction. It's just going to take some time. Right. Well, and sorry, there goes my cat. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, you don't get to see my cats. And <laughs> this is the peril of working from home. And (laughs) so, but I, you brought up the, um, you know, companies resisting putting labels on things. I remember with GMOs, so many companies just didn't want to do that. And I thought, well, what's the big deal? Let the consumer decide if GMOs are a big deal, the consumers will decide if they want that or not. And if, if we're allowed to. Um, I know just I've got many food allergies. And so now food allergens are listed below the ingredients, contains milk, contains wheat, um, Mm -hmm. nuts, whatever it is. And that's extremely helpful. And that helps me make smart buying choices. Mm -hmm. So just the more information we have, I think the better. I absolutely agree. And I think it comes down to honestly, the integrity of the manufacturer. And if you have a manufacturer that is not willing to show you what they're doing Mm -hmm. about their process, then in my perspective, for me personally, I would not work with them or I would not buy their product because I care about what I put in my body and I feel like they should care too. I mean, they're making something for me to consume. Mm -hmm why would they create something that would harm me? And if that's their gain for profit, you know, whatever it is, whether it's just getting me hooked on it because the chemicals in there, the artificial colors, whatever it is, you're tricking me into being a consumer in a wrong sort of way. That's going to imperil my health and judgment and all that and make me feel kind of dumb to be honest, because I think it's sad that they're really trying to confuse the consumer, like a a box of trick cereals, like mom approved and, you know, all this stuff on the front of it. But so nobody looks at the box. They don't look at the ingredients or what's in it or the ingredients right there. There's like four different dyes in it. I mean, there's all these things, but it's the marketing on the front of the box and they've gotten really good at that. So the consumer doesn't have to think or talk about being here versus Europe. We don't have time to think we're in their store, right? We have like 10 minutes in between ki- picking up the kids or for me, if I'm trying to get my daughter from daycare and I have to run the store really quick, I have, you know, I'm just running down aisles trying to grab things. And um, I mean, I, at least I know I'm going to buy. So, you know, I've researched all this beforehand, but a lot of people don't or they don't have the time. And so they rely on what's right in front of their face. And I get that. But now is the time to turn the bottle around or turn the box around. It's time to do that again, especially in times like this, because everything you put in your body is so crucial to how your immune system is going to respond. Absolutely. So crucial. Like if you ingest sugar, your immune system is out of commission for five hours. So think about if you have a cookie or something, you, you are susceptible to everything around you for five hours. So especially in times like these, you can't be perfect. And I understand that, but it's just the understanding and kind of awakening of, holy moly, well, I don't even want to get a cold, you know, just because I I don't 
want to have a cold. I don't care what it is. I, I don't want to get it. So mm-hmm. how can I build my armor basically around me mm-hmm. from what you put in your body? Right. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and there's so much controversy over vaccines and what's in them and they should be safe. Now, if I'm going to inject something into my body, it, I don't want mercury in there. I don't want the marisol. Right. But, excuse me, but we're willing to tolerate Roundup in our cereal. Right. It's right. A, a disconnect. It's a huge thing that you brought up for sure is that, again, it's the vaccine, it's, or any kind of pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. if you think that we are still being marketed to, we're not looking at the box that the vaccine comes in. We're not looking at the FDA website that actually has to legally put the box and everything that's in it and all the side effects and all that stuff. We're not looking at where the actual material is. We're not turning around the box. Yeah. What's in it. We're just saying, Oh, I don't want whatever it is. Vaccinate me. But you, so you, Again, it's just being mindful. Do you want all that into your system? Is that okay with you? Did you read the box? (laughs) Or are you just scared? Or, you know, is it fear? Is it it an emotional um, decision? Mm -hmm. It's a logical decision of the repercussions of something that you can shift with just eating an apple a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, and I want to make clear, very, very clear, I am not anti-vaccine at all. I believe they saved lives, but I just want to right. know the same concept. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's in them. And if there's something yeah, me I too. don't tolerate, the Marisol, it makes my arm puff up. Uh, who knows what's, yeah. what else it's doing to me? So I want to make sure, does this have the Marisol in it? Otherwise, I'll have a reaction. You know, so it's not anti-vax but just knowing what is in it just like right um you know the the industry has come around to put allergens on on labels and um mm-hmm. you know, we want we want to know if we've got a, a problem with an ingredient if we if we have done our due diligence and know what we can tolerate and what we and what we don't want in our bodies i just want to know about right. it if it's in the product so that's right a, that's a good thing i mean you guys are doing the good things, the right things by labeling mm-hmm. what's in your wines, by adding the nutritional stack on the back of the, on the back of the bottle. That's, that's great. And thank you for doing that. Hopefully it'll catch on. Yeah, I hope so. I think that like we've been talking about, it's just the right timing where people are paying attention and they just want to feel different. And they know that there's a lot more on their plate than they ever have in a completely different way. And so how do they get the best of all worlds and still feel good mentally and emotionally and physically so they can go one more day and see the light at the end of the tunnel and keep their family going and, you know, live life to whatever that looks like now for them, whatever decisions they make, that's up to them. But how do you still live your life to the fullest that you can when you feel like crap every day? You just, it's a bad, it's a bad cycle. It's a bad cycle. Right, right. And yeah. so, you know, they can, people now can reach for Smart Vine Wine and know that, you know, they can have a glass or two and, and not feel any ill effects and not have uh, detrimental effects in their body. And that's, 
That's huge. It's really nice. Now, where can we get Smart Vine Wines? Just the website, smartvinewine.com. If you you can see all of our wines. And then for your listeners, I like to give discount codes because I want people to try us. Yes. Or the feedback, because we've only been around a couple years. So feedback is so important to us. So we have a three-pack mix on our website, which is what you got. And it's the rosé, the white, and the red, because people get pleasantly surprised. They say, oh, I'm just a rosé drinker. Thinking, wait till you try our white or a red. I think you'll get really excited about being a drinker of all three. (laughs) So just try this out. And so when you buy three, any three of them, you get $30 off. So wow. you get 30 is the code. So basically our white wine is $30. You're basically getting a free bottle of white wine. So you get $30 off when you buy three bottles of wine and the code is buy three, get 30. And you would just put that in the little coupon box of the checkout and enjoy it. Enjoy it on a and you know, we're essentially giving you a free bottle of white. And we, again, we want to hear your feedback. And our biggest goal is to make sure that, again, people are able to live to the best ability that they can to fulfill what they're supposed to do on this earth. And they can only do that by feeling good every day. So, oh, I love that. And so that's buy three, get 30. And these are the number three and the number three L. That's right. That's correct. To get $30 off by that 30. Yep. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, smart buying wine. Yeah, that's that's and I and I can attest it's delicious. So <laughs> Jean Blanc here. Oh, and there's my cat. Uh, oh, I love it. Just the fur, the fur completely cover the screen. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I know. That's so much fun. It, it brings so much joy. There you go. Pure joy. Pure joy. Our session today by having a fuzzy screen with a cat tail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Radiate pure joy. There you go. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Christy. Blessings to you. Thank you so much for what you do. And thanks for having me on today. Oh, thank you. And happy new year. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.